What's up? Proudly presented by Master Electricians. November is Men's Health Month. Proudly sponsored by Ideal Electrical. Welcome everyone to another episode of What's Up. Uh, with November starting to come to an end, we are going to have a look at uh, mental health today um, to go with our Men's Health Month. Uh, we thought that that was an important topic for us to look at. So today um, I have Dr. Fiona Pina, I hope I say that right, um, from who is the clinical advisor from Lifeline. Thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. So you are um, you, you have doctor in your name. What are you a doctor of? So my uh, PhD is in behavioral science, uh, and actually when I did it, it was looking at um, children's experiences of stress and coping in New Zealand. So that was quite a long time ago. Um, so I've moved into, you know, research around mental health, working in charities around mental health, um, digital and face-to-face. -face. Uh, so quite a broad background in mental health. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Lifeline is a fantastic tool that's available to any New Zealander. It's an 0800 number where you can um, literally call up and have a chat. That's right, yes. Um, and I mean, it's an incredibly trusted brand in New Zealand. It's been around, I think, for must be nearly 60 years now. So really well known. Um, and as I say, trusted by the public, I think. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I've, I've used the service myself and it's absolutely fantastic. Good to hear. Um, so we talked a couple of weeks ago, we were having a, a chat um, with uh, Simon Deprose from um, EAP. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we talked about was that sometimes it's hard to have that conversation with your mates when um, you know they're struggling, but you don't know how to initiate that conversation with them because you're a little bit worried you're going to take on more for yourself. So my question to you, Fiona, um, is how would you approach that and how could you potentially not just support your friend but make sure that you're supporting yourself as well? Yeah, um, really important question because I think one of the most important things is that we look out for each other as well but without taking on the burden of feeling that you know you're responsible for everybody's mental health around you but I think your point about noticing you know if you notice that something has changed you know, so somebody's, um, you know, behavior has changed or their mood has changed, that uh, if you feel able, just reaching out uh, and saying, you know, I, I would take it from an I statement, I've noticed that, um, rather than saying how are you feeling, which you can also do, but people often will say fine, mm -hmm. um, you know, and you can always follow that up by saying, you know, yes, but tell me how you're really feeling. But if you say, I've noticed that, you know, you've become really quiet or you, you're struggling to um, concentrate or whatever you've noticed. Um, how about if we go and have a coffee or, you know, we go and have some lunch together? I think inviting somebody into your space uh, and, and, and showing them that you've noticed that something has changed um, sometimes opens up the pathways for people to talk. And talking is probably one of the most helpful things to do when uh, when you're not feeling great or you're struggling with your mental health because often it's your thoughts in your head um, and you know they're just going around and around and, and and it can feel incredibly lonely so if somebody notices and says look you know I'm, I'm worried about you I've noticed you've become very quiet let's go and have a coffee and, and let's have a chat um, and I would say don't give up without 
without going on at them, you know, uh, consistently. I think, you know, if you if they say, no, I'm fine, um, you know, follow it up a, a little while later again and say, look, I'm, I'm still noticing that. I'd really like, you know, to chat to you about it. And the other thing I often say is if you don't feel comfortable doing that, then point that out to somebody else who you feel that they might be connected with and ask them to approach them. Mm. Um, because I think it can be, people can go to work uh, and be busy at their work and still be struggling. Um, and I think sometimes it's the people who know them the best, their workmates or their, you know, their friends that are going to notice the change. Um, and even though they're coming to work, it might st it might not mean that they um, they're coping with everything. I think it's important to be we watch out for each other without being vigilant. Yeah. And yeah. I think with your other part of the question, um, you know, what do you do for yourself? Is I don't I think we we can't feel responsible for every everybody. I mean, organisations have EAP as you mentioned EAP, um, and you know there are uh, mental health first aiders and there are people in organisations. So I don't think we must feel that we are responsible for everybody's mental health. Uh, importantly, keeping an eye on your own um, and keeping a balance in life. Um, uh, and reaching out yourself when you're not, uh, you know, you need some support is important as well. Yeah, and and I think potentially it's good to bear in mind that if you don't feel comfortable by going to somebody else to say, hey, look, I've noticed so and so isn't doing so well. It's not, it's not a tattle. It's not you're not telling on them at all. It's it's simply sharing concern and making sure that you're looking after each other. Um, so it's not about going to your boss and saying, hey, there's something wrong with, with so-and-so. It's just making those connections. And it can be another colleague or a family member or a friend. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Because I think, you know, by us doing that, we're contributing to that lowering of stigma around mental health and encouraging people to talk about when they're struggling. Um, and if we just ignore it, um, you know, and I think people probably may be concerned that if somebody mentions mental health that it might impact on their job or people might feel they can't do their role um, but I my observation uh, you know working here and in the UK is that there there is far greater awareness in, in organizations about mental health and I think that it's it's how you how you say it. look I've noticed this and I'm concerned and what mm. can we do? And I think is is contributing to the the wider sort of men's mental health and and mental health generally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think um, with our tradies as well, you know, you, you do tend to to stop that smoke time and and get together and have a bit of a chat. And I think it would be great if our our smoke times weren't. Um, you know, you can still have a laugh and, and and have those serious conversations. They don't need to be necessarily a downer, but, you know, making sure that people feel like they are able to, to talk to you and that you do have that um, that good relationship. No, exactly. And, and another thing, apropos of what you're saying, is if, the, if you're one of those uh, people, you know, going for SMOCO um, and you feel confident uh, talking about your... Uh, how you're feeling and what you're thinking, you know, you can be that person who sort of introduces that into your group by saying, gosh, you know, I'm really struggling, got so much on, I'm, I'm finding, uh, you know, I'm tired and I'm, I'm going to have to balance my work, um, work and play or work and relaxing time. You know, if you're demonstrating and you're modeling that, um, maybe people who don't feel so comfortable or maybe you're younger, um, 
people in your organization or you're maybe even older who don't talk about their their mental health might feel able to if there's if there's a culture of doing it in your group Mm, yeah absolutely absolutely and I think being able to share your own experiences can definitely open people up to the possibility that it's okay to to do that exactly exactly and so what about if, if you're an individual who's not doing so well at the moment and, and you're really not sure what to do? What what things, what little things might you be able to do um, to maybe start taking those steps towards recovery? Yeah, uh, important uh, question. And there, there are various steps. I think what I'd say is take action. You know, don't don't wait. Um, you know, don't wait for things to deteriorate. If you notice you're struggling like you, um, it's impacting on your ability to get up and go to work or to do your work, or it's affecting you, your social interactions. Um, and you're noticing that's pretty consistent. You've got a low mood. Um, I would say take action, really, because the earlier, the better. So, you know, we know that talking, that's why Lifeline and, and Helplines and text lines and that sort of thing are so helpful for people because talking to somebody about what you're struggling with, even just that conversation gets it out of your head and shared with somebody and it can sort of lighten the load. So, I mean, people can reach out to their trusted friends, family, perhaps there's an EAP service. So that's a step they can take. Of course, they can phone Lifeline. In fact, they can also text Lifeline now. Um, and if you Google uh, Lifeline or, you know, um, other organizations, obviously you'll get the, the uh, information you need. Lifeline is 0800-543-354. And you can also text 4357 and you'll get through to Lifeline's text service, which uh, interestingly enough is, you know, it's a fairly emerging way of, people reaching out for support. But if you don't feel comfortable speaking on the phone, um, and, and some people don't, then a text service will also connect you with a trained volunteer or a uh, counselor who will engage in a conversation with you through text. So that's a, another a step people can take. If people, and of course there are the uh, New Zealand telehealth services like 1737 service as well. Um, People can also go, obviously, and see their, their doctor, um, and doctors uh, can refer them to see counsellors. Um, so there are various steps you can take. If, if people are feeling that um, they're having suicidal thoughts, uh, in fact, if you Google that, you, can, you'll, you might come up with the Totoko service, which is the lifeline uh, service, which is manned by staff only. And that's for people who are feeling suicidal or somebody who's worried about somebody who's feeling suicidal. And that is 0508828865. But as I say, all that information will be online as well. And that's a like Lifeline, a 24-7 nationwide um, telephone only service. So there, there are various options. Um, that people have got, um, you know, the first thing is do something if you're struggling. Mm. Yeah, and like for me, like I have my own personal uh, story when it comes to mental health. And, and the thing that got me motivated was my, my husband actually got very frustrated with my behaviour and, and had me up about it. 
uh, we basically had an argument, really, but it was it was the turning point for me. It was what made me see that something wasn't right. Um, and that, that for me, I actually used the lifeline at that point and had a, had a chat to someone who, while didn't tell me what I should do, talked me through options that, that helped me see a path forward for myself. And that's, I think that's a big part of it, is seeing that path is there. There is a, a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not going to be a train coming the other way. Yes, exactly. It sounds like that was helpful for you and and that your husband, um, you know, bringing it to your attention helped you take that step. Uh, and I think, you know, when, when you're feeling, when you're having those struggles with your mental health, it can feel incredibly lonely and isolated and, and you can feel stuck and not know where to stir, turn. And just reaching out to a service like Lifeline um, can just connect you with somebody who's really good at listening, who isn't going to try and solve the problems unless you, they are not able to help you, you know, get to a place where you feel in a more grounded, um, feel more grounded and that you've got perhaps a safety plan about what you're going to do when the call has come to an end, who you can turn to, uh, who's in your life you can talk to. And of course, if, if it is a uh, an imminent risk call, they will connect you with the emergency services if necessary. So I think just taking that step of reaching out can be really hard, but it can be the start of, of, of getting help. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hopefully um, anyone listening um, knows that there is help out there and, and they can take their step. And I also encourage uh, everyone to, to chat to your mates and make sure that you are checking in and making sure that they are okay um, or bringing it to someone's else's attention so that that some somehow um, your mate will get the help that they need um, and and again that number like if anyone needs to the lifeline number is 0800 543 354 thank you so much for your time Fiona I really do appreciate it it's a pleasure Rebecca and thank you for what you're doing um, it's really important thanks for listening to what's up Please make sure to check out all of our other social platforms and head over to our website for all Master Electrician's digital content. See you next week.